What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. I'm actually recording in my office today, which is so funny because when I made this office, made it, I sound like I'm some freaking architect. When I designed this office, I specifically put like a little tiny couch in here with a small little couch stand, like one of those C desks or C stands, specifically so I could record the podcast in here. But then once I started recording it, I never liked the way that the acoustic sounded in here. So I have since recorded in my closet. As I've mentioned many times, I just sit next to my laundry bin. But for some reason today, I just really wanted to record in here. Actually, scratch that. Not for some reason. The reason is that Keith is actually home from work today because it's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans and everybody in the service. Thank you so much for your service. But he's taking over the bedroom so he can play Xbox. So here I am actually in the space that I designed the space for. I feel like that's a very common thing. Like you build an office and you never use the office. Such a terrible first world problem. But alas, here we are today. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. I've been listening to the Bitch Bible podcast and I think I've realized that the host of the Bitch Bible, her name is Jackie Schimmel, is probably my polar opposite human being. Like we could not be more contrasting. She and I are just completely different human beings. And that that's something I'm very okay with. But it's so funny listening to somebody like her speak about topics where I just have such differing opinions. For example, she's like the antithesis of a holiday celebrator, whereas I pride myself in being a celebrator of holidays. Just one very small example here, but I love her so much because we are not the same human being. And I think that's important. I think it's great to listen to differing opinions, get out of your comfort zone. Don't need to reference my old episodes, but I've loved listening to her podcast because she is so different than I am. If you're somebody like me that is a little bit more optimistic, maybe um, nimble-minded, if you will, give her podcast a listen. I think it's so fascinating. It's kind of like listening to call her daddy or something a little bit, you know, out of your comfort zone where you can't relate to it on any level, but it amazes you what she says. And that's why it's so beyond fascinating to listen to. So that's my recommendation for today. But ironically enough, I did get the idea to title this episode what it is because of her. Because here's the deal. It is, in fact, my birthday week, (laughs) which is the grossest thing to ever come out of my mouth, in all honesty. I once got a birthday card specifically from my boss that said, thank God you're not one of those people that celebrates their birthday week. And I think that's something that I truly want to take with me to the grave. Like I am proud that I received such a card as somebody who maybe thought in their head that they already celebrated their birthday week. But just the fact that others don't think that I do is enough justification for me. But Here's the thing. I only get to chat with you all once a week on Mondays. My birthday is Friday. So I figured, what the hey, let's celebrate the birthday week. 
But in all honesty, if there's ever a year to celebrate a birthday week, it is 2020. So we're going to lean into that for the duration of this episode. And then we will never speak about my birthday ever again. I'm one of those people that wants the attention, but also hates the attention. It makes absolutely no sense. If you get my vibe, you probably get me. And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. But in all honesty, birthday weeks, you know, they're they're just unnecessary. They are a little bit too extra. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you're like 12 and under, go for it. Have three different birthday parties. Invite three different groups of friends. Do the darn thing. But when you're like me and you're 23 going on 24, oof, had to say it out loud. Hurts a little bit. Um, You know, the birthday week thing, it's... It's a little obnoxious, very outdated for my age, and just unnecessary. I've sort of been thinking, you know, what would I want to do to commemorate my birthday? And in all honesty, I want it to come and go faster than I've ever wanted 2020 to come and go. But here's the thing. I thought it would be kind of cute, a little cutesy of me, if I did a little episode kind of going over my life, if you will. And doing one of those very stereotypical lists, like 24 things that I've learned in 24 years, that sort of thing. But I don't know. I just, I kept thinking about that idea. And I'm like, why the heck would you want to hear 24 things from me? Like, who am I to say anything? What if, I don't know if I've learned darn thing. But, you know, maybe, in all honesty, that could be lesson number one. All right. Don't question yourself. Let me take you down my past week. Okay. So... For the past week, if not more, if not the past few months, I've been really trying to suppress my Christmas love, in all honesty. And it's it's just been one of those things that I've always known is a part of me. You can listen to one of my like breakdown crises episodes. I don't even know how far back it was, but I talked about how I had this whole life crisis, LOL life crisis, in the middle of sophomore year CLP leadership class where I broke down crying saying that the only thing I truly loved in life was Christmas. And I stand by that to this day, but it's one of those very obnoxious things to be sharing on the internet. Like, I don't want to be one of those stereotypical, like, oh my God, Christmas is coming. Like, I'm so organized. I've wrapped all my gifts. I've have my tree up since October 1st and blah, blah, blah. I hate that so much. I want to lean so far away from that. I never want that to be me. So I'm trying to find this like weird balance between how much do I genuinely show you that I'm diving into this holiday season and how much do I want to keep from you so you don't think I am actually going mentally insane. You know, like there is, there's definitely a line and I don't want to jump over it. I don't want to cross it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to be near it. But this is lesson number one, okay? Don't question yourself. Here and there, I've been sort of throwing in my Christmas love left and right. You know, sometimes on an Instagram story, sometimes in a a video, maybe just plopping my Christmas tree in the background. Very subtle, but also very in your face. And I I mentioned it to Keith and I was like, you know what, Keith, am I doing too much over here? Like, am I talking about Christmas too freaking much? Like I posted a video dancing to Christmas on my Instagram feed, which is kind of like cemented, you know, like a story goes away, but on your feed, you're like, holy shit, it's living there for a minute. Um, 
And then I think I did like another post. I'm like, oh my God, are people just going to think I'm like that weird Christmas girl? Probably already do. But is it too much at this point? And he's like, you're probably just questioning yourself because you're the one that's overthinking it. And that's what I want my lesson number one to be. Don't overthink things too much, you know, dive into the things that you're really passionate about and don't question yourself too much because I'm sure on the other side, yeah, people might think I'm a little bit weird, a little bit too much, but also in my head, I'm thinking about this all freaking day long. A lot of times people see one thing on their feed, they give it a like, maybe they don't, and they keep scrolling and they forget about it for the rest of the day, the rest of the year. They never think about it again. Whereas on my end, I'm thinking about it, questioning it, wondering if it was the right decision, wondering if I should be deleting it every second of the day. But don't do that. Don't be like me. Don't question yourself. And quickly, I'm not going to spend this entire podcast talking about Christmas, I swear to God, but I did want to thank you all because so many of you reached out to me, giving me feedback on the last episode specifically about Vlogmas because I was having just a little bit of a crisis. I didn't know what direction I should be taking and I finally decided I think what I'm going to do in order to just maximize my enjoyment of the Christmas season, but also to give you fun, interesting Christmas content is basically my usual content, you know, some health and lifestyle fitness type ish uh, Tuesdays and Fridays like I normally upload, but each of those videos will probably have a little bit of a Christmas twist in them, whether I'm adding in a little bit of Christmas elements, maybe I'm going Christmas shopping, you get the gist, but then here's the the fun of it all, I'm also going to be doing an additional upload. This is hard to share because now I'm submitting it into the universe, but I will be doing an additional upload on Sundays. So expect three videos from me every single week. Sunday's video will be a strict Christmassy vlog, just diving into that Christmas content. Tell me anything that you want to see. We're talking holiday house tour, holiday baking, vlogging the ish out of my day because there's so much to do this holiday season but you get the idea I think that will be kind of a fun compromise a little bit of the mainstream content a little bit of the Christmas content and here's the even better twist pun intended one of you who is somebody that I message all the time a subscriber god bless you and also a podcast listener god bless you again Paige told me the absolute greatest idea for what we should be calling Vlogmas. And it's going to be called Twistmas. <laughs> Twistmas. Twistmas. Not only is it the cutest freaking name and it just makes so much sense on paper, but it's also 12 times even more fun to say. So Merry Twistmas, everybody. Oh my God, it sounds so freaking weird coming out of my mouth. But that will be our theme for December, some Twistmas vlogs. <sighs> so excited. Thank you, Paige. Everybody go give Paige some love. I'll link her in the description for this podcast episode because she deserves the street credit that she needs. In case you forgot what we were actually talking about, let's jump back into point number two, lesson number two that I've learned, 24 things I've learned in 24 years. Number two, don't laugh at me. Eat your vegetables. Thank me later eat your vegetables. I'm not kidding you when I tell you my life was forever changed the day that I recognized I need to be eating vegetables with every single meal. Now don't get all like mad at me and like 
thinking I'm telling you to eat a bunch of nasty things you don't like, like Brussels sprouts or something. Although Brussels sprouts can be made to be very delicious. Just season them very well. I think I've made a whole video on this. Well, that's a lie, but I've asked for suggestions on it. But eat your vegetables. Add a little bit of a vegetable with every single meal. I am not kidding you on this. Every single morning, I'll add a little bit of a spring mix in with an avocado toast. Simple as that. Add a little bit of lemon juice. It's in my body. I'm not even thinking about it. It's done and dusted. I had my veggies for the day. Scratch that for the morning. You add them later on as well. But eat your darn veggies. And trust me, you will feel so darn good. Not only about yourself, but also mentally because you did the thing that you've always been told to do that you always avoid. So eat your vegetables. Thank me later. Number three, kind of a little bit of a segue based off of number one, where we're not questioning ourselves. Everyone else is thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. I've had this dilemma pretty much my entire life where I get so inside my head, just like I was talking about with Instagram. I think about my post all freaking day long. Is it stupid? Is it annoying? Is it weird? Are people going to hate me for it? Is it stupid? All of the above. When in all honesty, nobody gives a crap. Or even better example, in my workout class. Right now, my workout class is only about, let's say, five to six people on a full day because they're limiting the numbers of people that they're accepting for class because of COVID, etc., etc. And the entire class I'm thinking about what everybody is thinking about me. Like, oh my God, they're probably thinking I look like an idiot doing this exercise. Or, oh my God, they're probably all laughing at me because I'm falling behind and the rest of the group is three reps ahead of me. When in actuality, nobody cares about me. And not in a bad way. I'm not saying, you know, nobody gives a crap about me, but really and truly, everybody else is only thinking about themselves. They're probably thinking the exact same thing that I'm thinking, which is everybody's staring at me, when really everybody's staring at themselves. That's the truth of the matter. Nobody is thinking about you. They are thinking about themselves. And I would say that is a good thing. I don't think that this should be a negative thing. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be a dork. Don't be afraid to do the things that you think you don't want to do because everybody else will laugh at you or stare at you because nobody's caring. Nobody's looking at you. They're thinking about themselves. Number four, leaning into the cheese of it all. Do the shit that scares you. Sorry, I don't want to, again, cuss too much, but sometimes certain words are just necessary in certain sentences. Do the things, do the stuff that scares you. See, it doesn't sound as good. I don't want to wake up one day regretting my entire life, okay? I don't want to wake up at 80 wishing I did all of these things that I could have done when I was 23, aka right now. But I was that person for so long. Like how many times have I mentioned to you all that I wanted to start a freaking YouTube channel years, years and years and years before I actually freaking did it. And imagine what my life might have been if I finally did it when I wanted to do it and I didn't wait like seven, eight, nine years when I could have done it years ago. Like how freaking frustrating. And thank God that I finally actually bit the bullet But even same thing with the podcast. Like, was it dumb of me to just start a podcast? Probably. Was it smart of me to do so without like any outside help? No, it was not smart whatsoever. But I didn't want to just keep waiting. Like, what was I fucking waiting for? Nothing. Like, don't just keep waiting for that perfect moment. Just go after it. Do whatever the heck you want. And yes, you're going to get people that are probably not going to believe in you. And you're going to get people that are going to tell you to do something else. But 
don't listen to that advice that's just going to suppress you and your dreams. I mean, again, really leaning into the cheese here, but in all honesty, tune that out. Like that is just such negative energy that you do not need in your life. Do the things that you want to do now. Do the shit that scares you. And number five, kind of a good segue here. Keep the friends in your life that are putting in the same amount of effort as you are putting in for them. I lived my life for so stinking long fighting for different friendships by, you know, trying to somehow like keep an extinct flame alive from a friendship that I had seven years ago. And there's nothing wrong with drifting away from people. And I think that is one of the hardest parts about growing up is coming to terms with the fact that you will not always be close with the people that you once called your absolute closest friends. But I feel like for so long, I would always just be that person that would text them or think about them or message them on Instagram or send them memes or blah, blah, blah. And it's not that we had a bad falling out or anything went wrong, but after a while, it gets freaking tiring to put in all of your effort for something that is just, for lack of a better term, like so unrequited. There are just some friends that you will have for a lifetime, and then there will be some friends that just come into your life for a purpose, for a short period of time, and that is okay too. But do not waste your days fighting for a friendship that is not also fighting for you, because You do not need anybody in your life that is not giving you 100% of their effort too. Again, don't waste your time putting in unreturned effort. And I just cannot stress that enough. I think I would be so much happier with myself in recognizing that some friendships I'm very proud of. I'm very happy for the time that we shared together. But if I haven't talked to them in years and years, or I haven't seen them in person in years and years, and they're not reaching out all of the time, it's not my full responsibility to be the one to rekindle the friendship. And that's not a bad thing on either of our parts, but don't waste your days getting mad at yourself for seeing a friendship slip away when in actuality, it came into your life, it served its purpose, and now you're on to bigger and better things. And you can be grateful for that friendship, the lessons that they've taught you, the memories that you've made together. But don't be mad at yourself for constantly thinking about the times that you could still be having. If they were meant to be in your life, they still would be. And that's why some of my closest, bestest friends I've had since I was three, five, seven years old, And like those literal three people are in my life for a reason because they actually return my phone calls, return my texts. And it does not have to be this 100% required effort 100% of the time. I was getting a little bit heated there for a second. I need to like step away. I don't know what I'm on today. I think I had a dirty spiced chai before I came into this and that was really delicious. Maybe I should be doing that before every episode because I'm feeling very happy, very amped. But I'm also just very on something. But we've got a lot of ground to cover. And I want to make sure that we're squeezing in all of the juiciest content that can be milked into this episode. Juice and milk, that didn't make quite sense. But number six, let's move right along. This is a cute one. Get a dog, okay? That is literally number six. Get a dog or get a pet. Just get an animal companion in your life. Because I promise you, that animal will be the absolute best friend that you have ever had. And I just think about Reese sometimes whenever I'm not with her, you know, if I have to run to the store or something or or she's with Keith and, and I'm out and about. The other day I was driving home and I saw this cat on the side of the road. It made me very sad. I was wondering if they like got, I don't know, 
straight away or whatever happened with the cat. Hope the cat's doing well. But the cat made me think of Reese immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, look at that cute little furry friend. I miss my furry friend. And then the literal thought of Reese in my mind greeting me at the door when I come home brought me so much joy. It's very hard to even put into words, but I had a dog all of my life. And when I didn't have my dog Tiffany around, when it was just me off at college or me in Seattle away from my family, not having a dog, like any sort of animal in my life was seriously, like sincerely, one of the hardest things ever. And you don't realize how much of an impact an animal can have on you until they're not around anymore. So I just, I really want to emphasize the love that an animal can bring into your life, just the pure serotonin and love and joy and not just dogs. It could be a cat. It can be a turtle. I had a really good hamster once. I watched the school library's hamster from the summer going into the fifth grade in elementary school. I believe his name was mm, Julio. Yes, it was Julio. And Julio was great, but Julio did pass away after I returned him to the school library. I really hope that had nothing to do with me. But Julio brought me so much joy that summer. And I was really happy that I was able to give Julio a home for the summer. And I think we had a lot of good time together. And just, you know, smelling his smelly cage, it it brought me a lot of love, a lot of joy, and a lot of stench into my childhood bedroom. Number seven. Oh my God, how are we only on number seven? (sighs) Tip number seven. Stop living for other people. I think I'm getting a little bit of a theme here. I wrote a lot of these last night. I must have been on one, but stop living for other people. Okay, do whatever the heck that you want to do. All of my life, I've been such a people pleaser. I've been such a peacemaker. I'm just, I avoid conflict like it is the plague, like it is COVID-19. And I think I just try my absolute hardest to literally never inconvenience anyone. And I always put the blame on myself whenever even like the slightest thing goes awry. Like it is all of my fault or I can't mention something because I don't want to inconvenience somebody else. And in all honesty, this is a little bit of like a Taylor telling herself advice also. But I need to stop doing that, you know. I'm putting myself to the side when I'm not prioritizing anything that I actually want to do. Like even if it's something so trivial as picking out a dinner spot. Like I don't want to be the person to pick out the dinner spot because I don't want to inconvenience anybody else if they didn't want to go to that restaurant or if they just had no interest in eating that cuisine. But honestly, you know, sometimes we just need to screw that, okay? There are certain times when we need to be putting ourselves first And I don't like saying that because it's not something I ever do. But again, trying to give myself my own advice here. I think sometimes I let myself just be pushed by people because I never want to be the one to cause drama. I never want to be the one to cause conflict. But in doing that, I'm not ever living for myself. And that is a problem. So I'm not saying be selfish. I'm not saying be a B-I-T-C-H, if you will. But what I am saying is sometimes it's okay to do the things that you want to do. And it's not going to be an inconvenience to other people. And you don't always have to live your life for what other people want to do. And that's okay. You hear that, Taylor? That is okay. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Lesson number eight here. Read a darn book. And not a book for school, okay, but a book that you actually like. And a book that will actually make you think about it for the rest of your life. I hate reading. Like, I have always, always despised reading for as long as I can remember. And I think really and truly it's because I'm not very good at it. I'd like to say that I'm a very smart person, but whenever I actually read books, I have a very hard time moving forward in the book if I have not completely visualized something in my brain. So I can't even turn the page unless I fully and truly comprehend everything that's going on and picture a scenario in my brain. Like a full out movie scene has to be occurring in my headspace before I can keep reading. So I'm a very, very slow and methodical and thoughtful reader, which I don't suppose is a bad thing, but it does make me read very, very slowly. And I think that slow reading has also deterred me from reading a lot of books, but especially when I was doing 75 hard and I was required, quote unquote, required to read 10 pages every single day, I felt so like proud of myself that I got in reading. And it's just one of those like very little things that makes people think you're so cool. Like, oh my gosh, they're a reader. Like they read books. They must know things, which is oddly very true. But I swear to God, when I am in a book, like when I am really and truly in a book, I am invested. I feel profound. God damn it. I feel smart. I just feel like the best kind of human being. And all because I read a freaking book. And it doesn't have to be Shakespeare. It doesn't have to be Socrates or something. It can be your favorite romantic rom-com, whatever the heck you want to call it. But even just reading sticks with me, you know? And it's also one of those things where I will think back to a book so often. Like so many different random things in my life remind me of reading my Becoming by Michelle Obama, which is so fascinating because of course I just read it over like a a month's period, but something about the book just stuck with me so well. And I would argue that if I kept reading, if I actually kept that up, there would be so many other things in my life that I could resonate with because of reading that book. Like it just sounds so silly to be saying like read a book, but I just think so highly of readers and I think I want to manifest that. And also like manifesting is a little bit weird and kind of silly, but I really should just pick up the book. Like that's what manifesting is. I'm just telling myself as a later reminder to read but just read a darn book. Like that's lesson number eight. Read a darn book. You'll be proud of yourself that you did it. Now, number nine, let's, let's get a little bit practical here for a second. Okay. Now stick with me because I just told you to read a book and you're probably already falling asleep, but hear me out on this one. And I really and truly mean this. Invest your money. All right. Now you're probably like, Taylor, what did we come here for? Why are you telling me to invest your money? I am, I am serious on this one. Invest your money. More importantly, save your money. Actually, I don't know if that's more important, but you get the gist. Don't be spending your money miscellaneously, especially don't be like me where you want to just spend your money the minute that you have some. That is exactly what I did when I first got my big girl job this time last year. And I wanted all the cute fall clothes. I wanted all the Christmas sweaters, yada, 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 because I finally had a steady paycheck and I wasn't getting paid like 
the literal pennies that I was getting paid on my campus job at my university. And I wish so badly, like I had every dollar back that I ever spent on coffee shop coffee, for example, as I literally just told you that I went to go get a dirty chai before this podcast, but you get the gist. Um, a bish can dream, you know, like I can dream that I had all of that money back, but just think about that literal like 650 that I could have back for every coffee that I wanted every morning walking to work in downtown Seattle that I could have back in my bank that I could have back in my bank account right now. Could you imagine? Yes, I would almost every morning find an excuse to get a coffee. It is stupid to think about. It is disgusting. Do not waste your money like I did on like literal material items that you are going to hate in two years from now, let alone like two months. Don't go on Shein. Don't go on Zaffle. Don't even go on like Bed Bath & Beyond, okay? Save your money. Spend your money on only the things that you really and truly need. I think we live in such a consumerist society where we're always being taught and sold things left and right. And of course, there are great things that help and better your lifestyle. And I'm all about that. But don't just spend to spend, you know, like there's, you do know there is a point. All right. Like, you know, in your head, just because we're in quarantine and just because Amazon is so darn easy to use doesn't mean we should be using it every darn day. Save up for the important things. Spend wisely, spend sparingly, and just, you know, take a deep breath, all right? Every day that you want to buy something, every time that you're about to click check out or complete your purchase or confirm, just, just take a little deep breath. Think of this moment right now and say, you know, do I, do I truly, do I truly need that? I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of buying things, number 10, this is going to be terrible juxtaposition, buy yourself some slippers. Okay. I, I mean this really and truly. I think it's also because I am on the shorter side. And when I sit at my desk, if I'm not wearing slippers, my feet dangle, which is a little bit embarrassing and I'm not a toddler, so it's not exactly acceptable, but give yourself a little bit of a slipper. That's got a teeny bit of a heel to it. So your feet don't dangle when you're sitting at your desk all day long, working from home. What could bring you more joy than slippers? Specifically, bright yellow slippers as I own. Not much, I'll tell you that. Number 11, always keep your metaphorical box of Oreos in your pantry. Now, I wrote this one down as I was quite literally falling asleep last night, so let's see if I can untangle this metaphor in a more conscious state. But here's the gist of this. There are going to be days, rainy days, sunny days, snowy days, snow days. I've only ever had two snow days in my life. Thank you, Spokane. Where you're just going to want a box of Oreos in the pantry. And it doesn't have to be a box of Oreos, but it's it's whatever your box of Oreos is. You get my gist? And you're going to want a box of Oreos to cry into, or maybe you're going to want a box of Oreos to celebrate with. All right. And maybe your box of Oreos is a beautiful Pinot Noir, or maybe your box of Oreos is a delicious bag of pretzels, but your box of Oreos always needs to be in your pantry. You always need to have your one go-to food or drink lifestyle upper or downer, you know? And I I don't mean this um, (laughs) on any sort of substance level. That is disgusting. That is not something I endorse. But just think about food-wise here for a second. There are just so many days when I am just having a total shit day and all I want 
is a beautiful gingerbread cookie Oreo that I just purchased for myself from Target, which is absolutely delicious. One of their best varieties, highly recommend it. And if I didn't have that in my cupboard and I was having a shitty day and I opened my cupboard and I did not see my gingerbread Oreos, I'm going to be a little bit upset. I'm going to be a little bit bothered and a little bit mad at myself that I didn't pre-plan for this shitty moment. Conversely, I'm having a great day. I'm having an amazing day. I'm, I'm kicking it in all areas of life. I want to celebrate. I want to go grab my gingerbread cookie Oreo and I just want to stuff my face with gingerbread cookie Oreos and I want to be okay with that and I always want those to be in my pantry. I kind of think that's where my brain was going at 1am when I was trying to fall asleep last night and I made myself pull out my phone to write this one down. I think that was kind of the gist. Hopefully the communication is very clear on that. Most likely not but let's just go on to number seven. Probably not, but let's just go on to number 12 because I believe it corresponds quite well. Let's go on to say that you always must keep your bag of pretzels in there too. All right, just lean into your love of pretzels. Again, maybe your love of pretzels is your love of chips. Maybe it's your love of hot chocolate. Just bought a fresh little Swiss Miss with marshmallows myself. Always keep that in your pantry too. Never shy away from your absolute favorite foods, okay? Because sometimes your crying Oreo box is a lot different than your absolute favorite bag of pretzels. For me, that is absolutely the case. I must have a box of Oreos right next to my rolled gold tiny twist. This is very, very, very important. Number 13, quite fittingly, don't be afraid to love what you love, whether that's people, whether that's food, whether that's ice cream. Don't be afraid to love what you love. Even if it comes to Christmas, like I need to be taking my own advice. I don't want to be afraid to love my literal favorite thing that gives me joy and gives me life for the other 11 months of the year. 11 being generous, really, it's like the seven months of the year that I'm not celebrating Christmas. But don't be afraid to lean into those things. Never shy away from the things that you love because you're afraid of the judgment of other people. Love whatever the heck you want to love. I feel like there's a lot of passion coming out in me today. You know, a lot of emphasis. And I really think, yes, a lot of this does have to do with that spicy, dirty chai. But also a lot of this, I think, is just, you know, maybe me aging with the times. My maturity is coming out at this ripe age of almost 24 How did I make it this far? Honest to God, truly. It was almost one of those things where I never thought I'd be this old. It was just a a fever dream I had and a faraway nightmare. Number 14, surround yourself with people who love you at your worst. I think this just really needs to be emphasized on every single level. There are so many people in my life that I think I've kept around for so long because they made me happy. They made me joyful, but they were never there for me when I had my bad days. They were never there for me when I was struggling through things or even just stupid things like hanging out with me on a Friday night when I had nobody to hang out with. Surround yourself with people who will love you no matter what. And maybe that's your family members. Maybe that's your siblings. Maybe that's your absolute best friend that you've had since age zero. Bottom line here though, don't keep the people in your life that are just, I don't know, in it for the silly things. I think there are some people in my life that are only there because they're a good time. And I think that's okay sometimes. But I think a lot of times subconsciously, I get mad at myself when those people aren't there for me for the important things, the important moments, the things that actually matter. But in actuality, they were never there for me to begin with. They were only like the party friends, the friends that are fun to have around. 
But if they're not there for you through thick and thin, specifically thick, or is it thin, whatever's the bad one, then they're not worth keeping around. (laughs) Number 15, I have blank. So let's just come up with one on the fly. Maybe it should be plan ahead because of the irony. I have found such beauty in organization in my life. And it was never something that I was always the best at. I'm a very like tidy and organized person in theory, but it's always the execution, the sloth in me that has a really hard time coming to terms with the execution part. But even like owning a planner is just one of the most beautiful gifts of life or using your calendar on your phone. Like whoever thought it would be so useful and you didn't just have to store it away into one of those folders and forget about it. Be that person that's organized, like be that type A friend that people love to have in the friend group because they literally itemize every single thing that you need to buy for the Christmas party. Which speaking of, I want to have a Christmas party so, so freaking badly. But obviously, COVID. Number two, who to even invite? Number three, wouldn't it be more fun if we did like a Zoom Christmas party, like some sort of potluck with all of you? I think that'd be amazing. Number four, I it's, it even goes back to this organization thing. I think the idea in my head would be absolutely amazing. But what if I'm a terrible host? What if I'm not very fun to have around? What if I don't throw a good party? I also don't have a very big space to entertain in. And our living room's very awkward where if you're not sitting on the couch, then you're kind of maybe on the floor or standing. Very uncomfortable socializing area. So Really, maybe the idea is better in theory, but maybe if if I get my ish together, I could have like one friend over or like one other dog over. That could be really cute, like a dog Christmas party. Number 16, I have to say it because I'm currently doing it. Drink more water. I mean this because I have to mention a little bit of the health aspect of these 24 things, and I'll get into those in a second. But let's start with number 16, the first of the three. You hear that? That's the fresh tap water of Washington. Drink more water. And I don't mean go drink a gallon of water, although that is something that I do every day. Just drink more water than you think that you need to. Well, scratch that. You're going to twist my words. Don't get this twisted. Just, I would say, if you're not very adamant about drinking water, you're probably not drinking enough. Before I kind of jumped on the gallon of water bandwagon, if you will, I think Pretty much every day I would have outside of my workouts, like, you know, sometimes you have it with a meal, sometimes you have it first thing in the morning, maybe right before you go to bed, which really is like, I don't know, like 32 ounces, maybe, when in actuality, your body needs so much more than that. So give yourself an extra glass even, even once a day, just one more glass, one more conscious sip of water, and I promise you, your body and Taylor will thank you for it. I don't know why I would be thanking you for it, but maybe thank you for listening, actually taking my advice. It's kind of a good way to look at it, I guess. Number 17, don't do a workout if you literally hate it. This is um, one of those like, don't believe everything you see on the internet sort of things, or don't just do a workout because you're seeing X influencer do it or your favorite influencer is promoting it, yada, yada, yada. Take it from me as somebody who has tried so many different workout styles, workout videos, workout programs. There's a reason why I've jumped around so much and it's because I get tired of things very, very quickly and I will not stick to something if I hate it. If I am absolutely hating the workout, 
I don't want to do it. I won't do it. And then I won't see any progress because I'm flowing through the motions. I'm not giving a crap about what I'm doing. I'm just trying to check it off my list. Don't be like me and don't do that. Find the thing that makes you happy and makes you excited to go to the gym or go on a run or do a certain workout program from your favorite influencer that actually makes you happy. For instance, just the other day, I did a dance workout video. And yes, it was the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever uploaded on my channel, but it was also one of the most fun things I've done in a really long time. And yeah, it was a really good workout and I didn't even really notice that I was doing a workout, but it was because I was having so much fun. Like there was pure joy on my face. Rewatch that video, see the joy. I am not kidding you. And I've done so many workouts where I'm just, I'm hating it. I'm literally hating it. And as much as I get recommended to do a certain program, a certain influencer, yada, 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 I will not do it because I won't enjoy it myself. And therefore I won't give you a good review. Therefore, like I feel like my bias is showing because I'm already accepting the fact that I'm not liking it. I'm going into it with negative attitude. It's just not fair to you. And that's what the content is for. It's not for me. It's for you. It's for your enjoyment and hopefully your betterment. So don't waste your time just trying to do the thing that you see all of your friends doing. Don't waste your time trying to follow the workout that you hear is the most popular, the most trendy. What the heck's the point in that? Like at the end of the day, it's all for you. You're the one that's doing the workout. You're the one that should reap the benefits of it. And it's not going to benefit anybody else if you do a certain workout. Like who the heck cares? Do whatever the heck you want. Number 18. This is a, this is a cute one, okay? Decorate your space. Really lean into that celebratory spirit, that spirit of celebrating things. And not really things, but holidays per se. Or even just decorating your space to make you happy. Something for, I'll give you a good example. When I kind of decided that, okay, I'm probably not going to get my job back anytime soon. I'm really just going to need to focus in on YouTube. I finally recognized that it was going to be so dang important for me to have a productive space to actually work in. And that's when I sort of underwent the whole process of changing my guest room from a guest room into a work from home office because beforehand I was quite literally, literally working at my like two by two round, you can't even call it a dining room table in our living room slash kitchen. And there was just so much mix between leisure and work that was too destructive for my mindset. I just could not be bothered by that lifestyle. I needed more solidification in my routine. I needed a space to have separation. And that's when I just was like, you know what? I need to get an office. I want to decorate it how I want to decorate it. I need to have a space that is meant for work, where work stays in here. Work is only in here. I come in here in the work mindset. I can't be in the living room trying to edit a video or doing yada, 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 because all I'm thinking about is how badly I want to move onto the couch and lay horizontal and take a nap. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's just not good for your mindset and it's not good for productivity, obviously. But even more than that, like let's just jump into the decoration space for the holidays for a moment here. My entire life, my mom has decorated our house to the nines. Every single holiday she has decorations for, be it Thanksgiving, be it Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, my actual second favorite holiday, fun fact. And I am not kidding you when I tell you that my house looks like a literal Hallmark store during the Christmas season. So it has been ingrained in me since birth to decorate, to celebrate things. It's just something that I've always known to do. And I truly believe it gets you into a better spirit mentally and physically. Don't really know what a physical spirit is, but just vibe with me here. And I genuinely feel like I am in a better mood when my space is decorated. And like I said, that can be your everyday decorations. That can be finding a space and decorations that make you happy, like interior designing your space to make you happy and feel productive and motivated. Or that can mean putting up your darn Christmas tree whenever the heck you want, putting up your Christmas wreaths, putting up your stockings, putting up your menorah, like whatever it is that's going to make you happy, do the darn thing. Decorate your space however the heck you want to get into the spirit of celebration. All right, Reese just joined me in here and she grabbed her absolute noisiest toy. So we'll see how long I can deal with that. I apologize for any absurd noises, but the cuteness factor just overwhelmed me every time. Number 19. This is going to come as kind of a shock to probably most of you, but here's my little snippet of advice. Not to mention the other 18 I've already said. Watch more movies. I can't tell you how much of my life is shaped by film. And it's something that I actually never get to talk about. But movies and cinema are just some of the most beautiful things in this world. And they've always been a huge bonding point for me with a lot of the loved ones in my life, specifically my family. We always love watching movies together. And I think you can learn so much from movies and just the theme of it all and studying film. Like I took a whole film class in college, which was so freaking cool. I wish I could have been a film major somehow in some sort of lifetime. But it's something I just deeply admire. It's something I'm totally drawn to. And I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but really and truly, there are just some amazing movies out there. And I'm not some sort of film student, so I can't even give you my two cents on which ones I would recommend to you. But even if you just watch Best Dressed on YouTube, she's absolutely fantastic. And she actually was a, I believe, UCLA or USC film student. That's terrible. I should definitely know the difference because it's totally different film programs. But definitely watch some of her videos on different film recommendations if that's actually something that you want to learn more about because I just love film so much and I feel like there are so many things, kind of like books, that I reference so much in my life because of the movies I've seen and how much movies have positively impacted the way I view the world. Ugh, I could rant for forever, but you probably don't really care whatsoever. But that's my number 19. Number 20, something also that I don't ever really get to talk about is my love for music. And my tip for you, my number 20 tip, my lesson, whatever the heck you want to call this, is to find your favorite album to cry to. And I know that sounds really morbid, like very depressing, but straight out of the gates, like Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour, it is just my go-to every time I'm having a bad or sour day. And I think that you 
always need that one album in your life that you know you can turn to. And I'm sure for some people it's folklore, it's some sort of Ariana Grande album that I don't know enough about, or it's Lady Gaga or whomever it is. You need that album to turn to or anything in Harry Styles catalog. Obviously, absolutely phenomenal, but you need that one album in your life that you know you can always turn to when you're having a bad day. Again, Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, that's my album. That's an album that got me through some really, really hard times. It's an album I can always think about whenever I'm having a bad day. I can turn it on. It can kind of help me get through my sorrows, but then at the end of it, I'm in a better mood. And I think that's the only thing that you can hope for in a crying album Because honest to God, that's truly the point of it all. I would also suggest maybe some Maggie Rogers, maybe some Billie Eilish, somebody on a little bit more of the somber trend. But you need that album in your life. Conversely, number 21, you need your favorite album to jam to, to dance to, to have the best day ever to. For me, that's Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. I know every single word on the album. I know every single song, forwards and backwards. Not literally. I'm not trying to listen to the Beatles here. But that is my album that I turn to when I'm having a bad day. I can turn on that album and I am instantly in a better mood. Similarly with Christmas. Maybe it's a Christmas playlist. I have a beautiful one on Spotify that you should absolutely listen to because it's so well curated. I would like to go down in the record books for having perhaps one of the best made Christmas playlists on Spotify. I know that's a huge claim, but I swear to God, Spotify themselves does not have very good playlists. I just think they're so underdone and their variety is so slim. It's just not my cup of tea and I need a little bit of everything. Nothing too crazy, nothing too out there, nothing too slow, but everything that you want to hear is on my Christmas playlist. I swear to God, Please fight me on this because I would love to be tested. I do need the feedback on it, but I swear to God, it's called Oh Santa. It's on my Spotify. Just type in Taylor Woods. Look at the profiles. I am very, very proud of this playlist. Number 22, and I do want to get a little bit sincere here. I know I've been on a little bit of a weird rant, but very much hear me out with this one. Don't shy away from your memories just because they hurt to think about. And I don't know if this is something that is very, very niche and literally is only something that I have a hard time dealing with, but there are so many points in my life that I think so, so fondly of, but I can't think about them because it makes me too sad to cope with. For instance, I often will shy away from thinking about one of my all time, like top 10 best moments of my entire life studying abroad in Florence, Italy. And I know that I should talk about it more because it was such an incredible experience. But to me, it just feels very much of a privileged conversation to be having. And I've I've never wanted to come off as obnoxious because I know it was a royalty and a luxury and a privilege that I had the ability to study abroad. But honest to God, it was one of the best times of my entire life. And I will think so fondly of the memories I made and the friends that I will have for a lifetime because of that experience. But I swear, I just, I get so sad thinking about it and like nearly depressed that that time in my life is over and I'll never be able to go back to that time that I continually will like suppress those memories and I won't think about them. And if it pops into my head, I like steer my brain away from it because I don't want to think about those things because I 
genuinely get sad thinking about things that are in the past. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but it's something that I've had a really, really hard time with. And I think conversely, I'm really, really afraid that continually avoiding those memories will make me forget about them. And that is the last thing that I would want to happen. Because honest to God, like I said, those are some of the happiest times in my life. So why would I shy away from thinking about those positive memories or even like things in college, things in high school. And I shy away from thinking about them because I get embarrassed about certain things or I get sad that I'm not close to those people anymore. When of course that's how life works. But I think I just get so sad and nostalgic. I don't know how to cope with it. So I just avoid it. And I want to change that. Again, this is another lesson for Taylor from Taylor, but also hopefully for you all. And the same thing goes with loved ones. Like I will never forget this. When Keith's grandpa passed away, I want to say it was just about two years ago, my mom gave him a condolences card. And inside this card, she wrote to Keith, keep your grandpa's memory alive by speaking of him often. And I don't know why, but that's something that's always stuck with me because I think sometimes with death, it's such a taboo subject or you're always afraid of talking about somebody after they've passed as if it's some sort of weird phenomenon that somebody's passed away when in actuality, of course, death is terrible, but it's in some ways quite natural. And I think that's the best advice that you could give to somebody, especially when they're grieving, is keep their memory alive. You want to always be thinking about your grandparent, your mom, your sibling, your friend who's passed away, because you never want to forget those amazing memories that you've had together. So speak of them often, keep their memory alive, talk about all the amazing things that they did or the times that you had together or else you will forget about them. And I think, again, I need to be telling myself this too and not just avoiding those things that are hard to think about because they make me sad. It's like a happy sad, I think, especially when it comes to past experiences that I've loved so much. But I, I want to lean into that because I, I think I get nervous that I'll end up one day regretting suppressing all of those things because I'll wake up one day forgetting them. And I already have the memory of a peanut. So I don't want to be so mad at myself years down the line that I've avoided thinking about the most positive things in my life. Sorry. Like I said, I really needed to get deep there for a second, but honest to God, I think that's something that really we should be leaning into more is loving and cherishing our memories and not shying away from them. And Like I said, I don't know if that's just something that I've personally faced, but it's something I don't want to do anymore. Like I know, I'm, I'm getting deep for a second, but we can quickly bring it up back to the surface for a moment before I literally start crying. But number 23, all right, let's just say for number 23, the best is yet to come. And it's funny that I'm putting this one as number 23 because I had, I would say probably my least favorite year of my life as my 23rd year, the year that I'm living in right now, probably because of 2020 and just in general, it just wasn't my favorite year. I never wanted to be 23. So I think I had a bitterness towards it from November 20th, 2019 onwards. But here we go. The best is yet to come. That's actually a saying that I learned at this religious retreat that I went on in college. And it's kind of like a Kairos, a Kairos, whatever the heck you want to call it. If you've ever been on something like that, Um, and it's funny because I'm not as religious as I used to be, but thinking about the phrase, the importance of it is really and truly just trusting the process. 
And knowing that there is good around the corner and knowing that there's good in what is to come and you may not always understand what it is in the moment, but there are things that are in the process that are working out for you and they're working out for a good reason and good purpose. And sometimes it's hard to understand in the moment, but truly, honest to God, the best is yet to come. And I think I can even tie that into number 22 when I was talking about these memories in my life. And I just keep thinking so often that my best days are behind me. And what a freaking pessimistic way to live your life, especially coming from somebody like me who just cherishes the fact that I have such an optimistic mindset. But I think, honest to God, what I'm more scared of is being a pessimistic person. And I can't live my life thinking constantly that my best days are behind me. Because what in the heck is the good in that, you know? The best is yet to come. There is good around the corner. There is things that are working for you that you may not understand in the moment, but will make sense in due time. And number 24, it is okay to lean into that. And it is okay to grow up. I think my entire life, like my family has referred to me as having like a Peter Pan syndrome, for example, I just have never, ever wanted to grow up. And I think that this is the last lesson for a reason. And it is a bit of a tip for myself at the moment as the past 24 of these have all been. But like I said, like when I turned 23, I was genuinely not happy. I just thought 23 felt like the oldest, most ugly number I could ever be. And that terrible ideology just wrecked my mindset for the past 12 months. And I wish I didn't think like that. And I hope that I have a better mindset walking into 24, very slowly, like putting one toe into the pool as I'm turning 24. But every year, you know, I I get older and obviously, (laughs) but every year I get older and I learn more about myself and I learn more about who I am and what I want to do and what I'm passionate about and what I care for. And honest to God, like who the frick cares how old you are? Like age literally, literally doesn't matter. It's going to sound like so darn like Parmesan on a grater here, but the true age of who you are that actually matters is the age of your spirit. Honest to God. And I think maybe genuinely I'm a little bit more like age spirit of, I'd say 17, like dancing queen only 17 over here. God, I wish. But I think that's really and truly where my heart lies, which is so funny because 17 is such an odd year, an odd number, but who cares how old you are, you know? Like, I think I used to put so much pressure on birthdays, especially when you're younger, because it feels so crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I'm already turning 16 or oh my gosh, I'm 21, however old you are. And I think when you've finished meeting those monumental marks, you know, like, okay, 15, you get your permit, 16, you get your license, 18, you're legal in the United States, 21, you can drink in the United States, like things like that. I think once you've reached that point, you're sort of like, oh my gosh, what happens now or even now that I'm out of school I'm like oh my god like this is depressing but I really want to change my mindset on that because one that's just not who I am I'm so not that type of negative person to put such pressure on something so trivial and unimportant and like I said I am 17 dancing queen over here and I am loud and proud about it and that is okay with me because 
I'm blessed to be turning 24. I'm blessed to have another year in my life to celebrate living and to be breathing and to be healthy and to have a healthy family and a healthy friend group and to have all of you in my life is just one of the most beautiful and surprising things that could have ever come out of me turning 23, which I was so negative about. And look at where this 23rd year has got me. Like I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't have leaned into that negative energy of 23 and tried so hard to flip that around. Obviously, as we go into 2021, hopefully things will be on the up and up and getting a vaccination and hopefully, you know, seeing a positive end to COVID and this quarantine lifestyle. And it's funny because I think I always resonate like, you know, my birthday with the start of a new year because it's so close in timing. But for me, especially for this birthday, the only thing that I am just so grateful for is another year to celebrate, another year that I am just grateful for my health and my family, like I said. And like, yes, some of these things are really trivial and some of these little lessons were you know, really not that important. And yeah, you could live your life not following a darn thing that I said. But I think every once in a while, it's good to listen back and reflect on your thoughts and to think about how far you've come. And not just me, but in yourself as well. You know, like maybe that's a little activity you can do also. Like what are some things that you've learned in your past X amount of years? And trust me, like this list was even harder to come up with than it sounds but I feel so good. Like I feel really good getting this off my chest. I feel really good kind of diving into this part of my life with you all, kind of having a cute little introspective, reflective moment right before the eve of my 24th birthday. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? And I love you all so much. And I genuinely thank you for wanting to tune into this episode um, again, we're not calling this a birthday week celebration. Please, dear God, don't mention this to anybody that I actually talked about my birthday during my birthday week. It was just the timing of the podcast, I swear to God. But I sincerely thank you for just wanting to tune in, to be here for me, to be here with me. Always, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear from me, what you want me to talk about. I actually just got the most beautiful recommendation from one of you to start incorporating some more, you know, like fan interaction. I don't want to say fan. That sounds disgusting. None of you are my fans. You're my friends. You're my elves. Totally kidding. You're my audience, whatever you want to call yourselves. My listeners. We'll just call it that. Um, it'll be so cute. I mean, I know I do questions at the end of every episode this week. This podcast was just too freaking long to do something like that. But there is a really cool feature that we can do for every episode, if you're wanting to, where you can send in voice messages to the podcast. And whether that is a voice message that you want to send in for a specific question, if there's something you want to ask me about, if there's something you want me to talk about, if you just want to say hello or something, that would be really, really cute to add into the episodes. And I believe the easiest way that you can do it is to just go on to the episode description for every episode of a podcast. There's a, a short little description that I write myself. And at the bottom of it, I believe it says like support this podcast or like send in a voice message, something like that. And it will direct you to the anchor main dashboard. And you can just record like a two second clip, a one minute clip, whatever you want to do. If that's something you're comfortable with. 
obviously know that if you do submit something like that, then I might be using it on the air. On the air, on this live broadcast, yes! No, I'm kidding, but it would be something that I would use, so definitely know that if you submit your voice, it would be something that I would be sharing with this platform. But if that's something you like, definitely go ahead and do it. I would love any more interaction with you all. I think by far that is my absolute favorite thing about having, I don't want to say a platform because I just, I don't, and I don't ever want to think of myself like that, but just connecting with you all is my absolute favorite thing. And, and I would absolutely be nowhere without you all. I just thank you all so beyond much. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I hope that you stay extra twisty this season, this holiday twistmas. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I love you. I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.